Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. I'm sure glad you joined us. We're going to talk about 2020. This is our year-end wrap-up. I'm sure glad you joined us. We're going to have a lot of fun sending this year down the river. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk more about agriculture, about COVID, about things that we went through and things that are going to look a lot brighter coming in 2021. As dependable as the sunrise, in dairy parlors, open pastures, on ranches and feed yards across America, a place where reputation is more than a name, where the science of healthier animals is a way of life. It's the responsibility that drives who we are and what we do, every decision, every day. It's your livelihood and our responsibility. This segment is brought to you by the Beef Quality Assurance Program and the Kansas Beef Council, improving animal care and beef safety for more than 20 years. Hey folks, Dr. Dan here. Welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. I'm here at Iowa State University. And you know, in, in March uh, 23rd was my first day up here at Iowa State University. And I wasn't supposed to start until April or sometime in April. And, you know, as COVID hit or as the coronavirus hit, I saw different things changing. And I, I talked to my wife and I talked to my, my family and I said, you know, it's, it's if you're gonna go and you're gonna be a leader at a, at a new job, the last thing you wanna do is come in after a crisis is over. And uh, I was naive enough to think that if I started in April that uh, COVID would be over with, you know, this is gonna be a one, two, three week, a month long thing, right? We went through swine flu and, and we went through different things and, and so, it didn't set in, right, until April, then May, and then June, and all of a sudden it's like, oh shoot, this, this thing's for real, this is, we're in this for the long haul, and this is gonna change a lot of stuff. And, and I think what it really changed a lot for me, in my mind, was that it helped people understand. When I hear people say essential workers or non-essential workers, I think that you could apply that to a lot of things in our lives that we associated with. And as COVID and as shutdowns and as things took place, I think we started to learn that there are a lot of things that, that are essential in our lives. But maybe more importantly, we learned that there are a lot of things that are non-essential. And just like when we talk about agriculture, people that are involved in agriculture that are producing safe, wholesome, nutritious food every day, getting it from the, the feedlot to the packing plant to the grocery store, all these different things, Man cannot exist without food. And as we started to have anxiety about whether or not we were gonna be able to change distribution of our beef, dairy, 
pork, poultry products, as we switch from things going to a restaurant or things going to a hotel to more people learning that, you know what, I can cook at home. It changed the products that we produce. It changed the, the things that, that people within the beef packing industry, the pork industry, all of them changed. It changed our distribution channels. And uh, again, we found out a lot of people were essential. But then again, a lot of things went away. A lot of discussions that had been had about people uh, kind of giving us uh, the business about how we raise our animals or how we use antibiotics or, or different things to that nature, we started to figure out that uh, when push came to shove, we do a dang good job in agriculture and um, we treat our animals right. We do things that promote human health. We do things that promote animal health. You know, we're, we're protecting our environment and, and it wasn't very long for the American public to sort out and understand how important you as farmers or ranchers or veterinarians or working in the packing plant or truck drivers were dang sure essential and what a great job we do. You know, only 1.2% of Americans farm and ranch, so it means 1.2% of Americans feed 100%. And, uh, you know, when the first uh, thing that came to human health, uh, whether you're talking vaccines or you're talking about shelter, um, producing food is right there at the top. And I'm so proud to be involved with agriculture, and that's something that 2020 taught us. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about more what was essential, what was non-essential, we're going to look to the bright uh, sky that's coming in 2021. Thanks for watching. Hey folks, Dr. Dan here. Welcome to Cattle First, as sponsored by Barringer Engelheim Vet Medica. And the term today, biosecurity. Biosecurity is security. It's like having a bouncer that keeps pathogens out and keeps um, disease out of your herd. One of the best tools you can use for biosecurity is a proper vaccination program and work with your veterinarian on that. The second one is introduction of new animals. And when we bring new animals on the farm, making sure that if there's a disease that, that is important that we test for, that we have that done prior to bringing them on the premise. And if, it, if they haven't been, then we have a place to quarantine them until we can get the diagnostics back, I think is, is vitally important. Uh, talking to your neighbors as cattle lean across the fence and, and, and communicate with each other, making sure that you have a community-wide biosecurity plan and vaccination plan, vitally important. Keep the disease out, be the bouncer. When you're in the cattle business, no matter how much it's a business, it still starts with cattle. It's this basic notion that sits at the core of how we approach things at Beringer Engelheim. We understand when you put the cattle first, it just naturally leads to doing the right things. If you want to do well in this business, you start by doing right. Take care of the cattle, and they'll take care of you. The state of Iowa and Iowa State University are proud to host the 2021 Beef Improvement Federation Annual Research Symposium and Convention. The convention will be located in downtown Des Moines with easy access to the airport, hotels, and local restaurants. Iowa State University is just north with its research and teaching farms. Join us in Iowa and experience how Iowa provides the beef industry with innovation, 
to application. ValleyVet.com is your one-stop shop for your every animal need. From prescription meds, vaccines, equipment, and more for the ranch to the show ring. Shop ValleyVet.com for fast shipping and great prices. Valley Vet Supply. This segment is brought to you by the Beef Quality Assurance Program and the Kansas Beef Council. Improving animal care and beef safety for more than 20 years. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson and we're gonna talk about 2021 and you know, as we watched things occur and we saw that people couldn't stay current, you know, it amazed me to see that people in vegetable farms were plowing in vegetables because they were rotting in the, in the field or we saw that milk was being dumped um, because we were overproducing milk and we couldn't get it out to the consumers and COVID had processing plants shut down. And, and so we even priced milk for fertilizer at one point in time during the beginning of this crisis just because we didn't know what what to do we also had uh, the liquid egg market eggs were being dumped we started looking at ways to feed liquid eggs in cattle feed because of the high quality protein and and things to that nature and we we're looking at new liquid tanks that we could put the eggs into and so all of this was going on in in 2020 and, and agriculture was just so involved but then we started seeing some of the depopulation of animals because we couldn't get animals marketed and we couldn't stay current. We had hens that were being depopulated. We had pig buildings and, and swine operations at points in times where we saw some depopulation. But then we started to see people rise to the occasion. And we started to see researchers, and, and a lot of them are right here at Iowa State University. I was so proud of our Iowa Pork Industry Center and the Iowa Beef Center. They started putting on seminars and short courses on how you could hold those animals and slow down their growth, how you could start to, uh, how we could slow them down so that we could stay current and so that we could keep those animals in the marketing chain, whether it was beef or whether it was pork. Uh, Dr. Nick Gabler here at Iowa State did some, some incredible research. And so then we started to save animals' lives. And, and then we worked into the, the packing plant and we started working on how we could stay current, but then once we got the product in there, how could we change distribution? And, and we had to change almost instantaneously within the packing plants on some of the cuts of beef and some of the things. Uh, you know, people wanted hamburger. They wanted ground beef uh, at their, they wanted ground pork and different things to that nature. So it really did change what we did as an industry and some of the things that we were doing. Uh, you know, when I look at, at agriculture and I think about, you know, who was essential? And you heard all those discussions, right? Oh, this is an essential worker. This is a non-essential worker. Well, I can tell you right now, animals and humans, animals and farmers and ranchers and packers are essential. When, when the stress that you as farmers and ranchers went through, wanting to know how we were going to hold these animals off, uh, if you were going to be able to market your animals, uh, the financial despair that could have come, and, and a lot of people did have, have major losses in, in animal agriculture, um, but we stayed true to the course and we, we met those challenges and, and it was your work and your dreams and things of that nature that when we overcome adversity in agriculture, we all do it together. Um, packing plants. We learned that people working in the packing plants are extremely essential to, to agriculture and they're essential to, to getting food on the table. We had a real tough time staying current because 
people and the plants working so closely together. These are huge communities of thousands of people and they got sick. And, and so when we started to have a decrease in our ability to stay current, we also had a decrease in the ability of product to be shipped. So we had lower prices coming in, we had higher prices going out, and it made kind of for a perfect storm of, of sorts. So animals, farmers, ranchers, packers, all are essential. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about more people down that supply chain that are no different than police officers, military workers, doctors, nurses. You are essential. The state of Iowa and Iowa State University are proud to host the 2021 Beef Improvement Federation Annual Research Symposium and Convention. The convention will be located in downtown Des Moines with easy access to the airport, hotels, and local restaurants. Iowa State University is just north with its research and teaching farms. Join us in Iowa and experience how Iowa provides the beef industry with innovation to application. As dependable as the sunrise, in dairy parlors, open pastures, on ranches and feed yards across America, a place where reputation is more than a name, where the science of healthier animals is a way of life. It's the responsibility that drives who we are and what we do, every decision, every day. It's your livelihood and our responsibility. ValleyVet.com is your one-stop shop for your every animal need. From prescription meds, vaccines, equipment, and more for the ranch to the show ring, shop ValleyVet.com for fast shipping and great prices. ValleyVet Supply. This segment is brought to you by the Beef Quality Assurance Program and the Kansas Beef Council. Improving animal care and beef safety for more than 20 years. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. We're talking about the COVID impact on animal agriculture and on feeding Americans. And you know, my passion is advocating for agriculture. One of my passions is just to lay it out there on the line. I'm not ashamed. I'm proud of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm proud of how we treat our animals. I'm proud of the, the safety and the wholesomeness and the nutritious portions of food that we supply to Americans on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and so, when we started to go through this essential worker list, we kind of went through the things that we normally work with, right? And you think about farmers, ranchers, packers. Well, now you start to think a little bit further. And, and some of the things that we found that were essential, you know, we found pretty quickly that we can cook at home. And so maybe some of the discussions we have at the restaurant level, remember restaurants feed people who can afford to have someone plan the meal, cook the meal and do the dishes. Not necessarily, and they don't take food stamps or, or SNAP coupons. The grocer, on the other hand, feeds the masses. And so when we start to see changes in the grocers, we have an understanding that, that things that we're doing are, are doing so for the better to help feed more and more people. But between that packer and the grocer, some people that are extremely essential to food distribution are truck drivers. And them getting out on the road and, and being in truck stops and co-mingling, they, you know, they stepped out to serve. And, and, and they sacrificed their safety, their health, 
to help get food on the table for the 98% the of Americans who don't farm and ranch and don't, don't participate in the supply chain. I'll tell you the other people that were central are grocers. Our grocers did a tremendous job. They kept the ground beef, the ground pork. You know, that person that works there at the grocery store, can you imagine if they did, packed it in and said, you know what, we're not going to be open today. It would have been pure pandemonium, panic in our country. But they came to work. They wore their masks. They wore their PPE. They kept putting food on the grocery stores for all of us. And when we start to think about that, it was, it was nothing short of a miracle. As I think about what is essential, I think about farmers, I think about ranchers, I think about packers, truck drivers, grocers. You know, it's no different than somebody else going out making sacrifices to protect our country. That's what y'all did this year in agriculture to keep us fed. And, and when I started to think about the, the children, and I started to think about people who were nervous about whether or not they were going to have food on their table. And you think about some of the things that could have gone wrong in price gouging and, and things to that nature. But we saw the opposite. We saw people go in and grocery stores help get food out to people in a safe manner. And then we started seeing the philanthropic donations to help donate hundreds of millions of pounds of beef and pork into food pantries to help help our neighbors that were in despair that maybe lost their job. It doesn't matter what your job was. People lost jobs, people took pay cuts, and, and, but the one thing they all needed was food. And that's what we do in agriculture. And so on a day in and day out basis, the things that we saw, the donations, the philanthropic, the service that y'all provided America, made, made agriculture even that much stronger in 2020. Bring on 2021. And one of the things you're going to see different in 2021 are some changes in Doc Talk. This might be the last time you see the old set. We've used it for nine or 10 years, but we're going to start going on location. We're going to start going on location at vet clinics. We're going to show you actual procedures. We're going to start to get more integrated uh, out there in the country. Um, my role is going to be to kind of help direct and produce and do some things, but we're going to shine a light on some of the superstars in veterinary medicine out there in rural America, and uh, we're going to take you right along with us. It's going to be a blast. You know, I think the thing that you're going to see in 2021 um, is you're going to see a, a new appreciation for, for technology and agriculture. I really think it's going to be a year. You know, what we learned with coronavirus, it's like everything else that we go through. When we started to go through foreign animal diseases, um, it, it rolled over to not only being able to find foreign animal diseases quickly with technology like rapid diagnostics and shoot side, but it then rolled into being able to use that material or use those products to get rapid diagnostics of non-foreign uh, animal diseases such as BVD or IBR, things that we can do now shoot side. And I think you're going to just see more and more and more of that. Is, and I think the other one is where you learned a lot about vaccines and we learned a lot about respiratory disease. And so I think you're going to see new technology, immunomodulators, ways to ramp up or ramp down the, the immune system with a bovine, uh, with an animal suffering from respiratory disease. I think you're going to see new vaccines on the market for maybe some old viruses that we haven't been able to control. Um, all of this will be the positive that is going to come out of going through a, a health crisis. And then the other technology, whether it's facial recognition software or whether it's 
the ability to find sick or injured animals. I think that you're going to see things with infrared technology and drones to, to count animals and, and to look at sizes of animals. It, the sky literally is going to be the limit. And, and, but the one thing that we have to remember through all this is we, as we develop technology and as you start to adapt it, number one, don't be afraid of it. I hear people say, well, if you, if you, if you get uh, that kind of technology, you're not going to need me. We're down to 1.7% of Americans that farm and ranch. We're not going to go lower. Technology is going to provide jobs for more people. More people are going to get involved in agriculture. They're going to get more involved with animals and more sensors and human health and animal health and telemedicine. But I tell you this, we can't do it without stockmen and people who take or caregivers for animals. Just because you have a baby monitor doesn't mean you don't need a mother. So these technologies are just going to help us be better caregivers to the animals in which the good Lord has entrusted in us. I love doing Doc Talk. I love that you let me come into your house uh, and you spend a little bit of time with me. We're going to uh, revamp the show, Heather, Kelly, and I. Uh, it's going to be a fun year, 2021. We're very glad that you uh, joined us. And as we always sign off, um, you know, work with your local veterinarian. And if you want to know more about what we do here at Doc Talk, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here at Iowa State University, and I'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals. As dependable as the sunrise, in dairy parlors, open pastures, on ranches and feed yards across America. A place where reputation is more than a name, where the science of healthier animals is a way of life. It's the responsibility that drives who we are and what we do. Every decision, every day. It's your livelihood and our responsibility.